my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome back to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast from Beach Commute. Today's topic, you guys are in for a good one. This is actually one of the most common questions, and I would say fears that holds people back from traveling. It's all about uh, medical care and health care when traveling, and not just traveling, but especially living as a nomad. Big picture here, we are going to talk about what it's like and um, the things you need to do to prepare so that you are covered medically, no matter where you travel to, and then the realities of what it's like when you do need um, some sort of medical care or health care when you're abroad, how to pay for it, insurance, all of that sort of stuff, the nitty gritty. So um, we're going to just start by talking about the biggest things people have questions about, and then we're going to share some of our own personal stories because we've, we've both been traveling for many years, gone for months on end at a time. And Jeff especially just had a, a surgery, spoiler alert. So um, we'll, we'll talk about oh. that and, and all the healthcare things you've had to be doing in the past two months. So Jeff, can you start by sharing, um, as we've, we've researched and we've heard from people, what are the most common questions that people before traveling, before taking this leap, are kind of concerned about and don't quite understand. Yeah, and we know that people are going to Google these things. You're going to Google things like you'll see a lot of what happens if I get hurt while I'm traveling or what happens if I get sick while I'm traveling. People ask, um, what about compensation? What about money? That's always going to come up. Will my insurance cover it? Can I get insurance yeah. to cover it? How much will it cost if something happens when, uh, if I get hurt? And you can like, you can look up all these kind of things and people do in a lot of search volume. Um, but the thing is, usually you're going to find articles that are, you know, they've, they've been researched by somebody who's been researched by somebody. It's going to be like this hodgepodge <laughs> of stuff that people have researched. Um, it's good that you're listening to this one because we've actually done it. We've done it. Yeah. I've experienced it in multiple countries. So I'll give you like the full <laughs> spectrum of what you could see from, from bad to great and everything in between. Um, Marissa's got some stuff scattered in there too. Um, so yeah. And, and just know that like at the beginning here, I'm just going to take you right to the end. It's totally doable. And in a lot of cases, you're probably going to find that it, your care may even be better than in your home country, especially in the States. So that's a, a little bit of a preview. Um, but that's what generally what we're going to be covering today. It's like, can you get the can you get the care you need? How do you do it? And how much is it going to cost you? Perfect. And before we even dig into that, that just reminded me, Jeff, when you were saying sometimes, so you and I are both from the US. Um, Diego, who's not joining us today, is from Germany. But we travel with people from all, all over the world, friends from you know all different countries who we're traveling with. And um, so many people do find that the healthcare that they can get is not only better, it's less expensive. And as you were just saying that, I just remembered some people actually um, not even talking about nomads. It's called like travel tourism, which has become a term where people literally travel to medical tourism. Medical tourism. Thank you. Travel just, tourism. Did I just say that? Jesus, we should just cut that episode now. My my brain death. Yeah, absolutely tourism. not. Okay. This is very medical fitting. <laughs> this is medical a very good tourism, dear medical God. tourism. Yeah. Um, where so for example, um, if you guys have been listening, you may know Playa del Carmen, Mexico is one of my favorite locations. But a lot of people will go. There's an island right across from there to Cozumel, um, like literally to get dental work, to get medical work because there's amazing doctors who go there and it's cheaper. So. Um, yeah, I would I would challenge you if you're listening first, just to start to think like, actually, my, my care could be better and less expensive, take some of the fears away. And that's, of course, not the case in every location you'll you'll go to, right? You could be in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, it could be harder. So let's jump in, Jeff, I actually want to start with travel insurance, just to kind of clear that out of the way, and then talk about some of our own personal stories. Because I think, as you were explaining, like, you can read a bunch of things on the internet, but to hear 
our stories, the real things of what it's actually like on the ground is going to be super helpful. So I'm going to start with the travel insurance stuff real quick, Jeff, and then hop in if you have more questions. Um, challenge, challenge me for other things because clearly I'm, I'm on a roll with my words today. But um, <laughs> speaking from the U.S., and it's similar for a lot of different countries. Um, so in the U.S., we both have our typical kind of like health insurance coverage, um, because you and I are both in and out of the US. We might spend a month or two here still and then be gone. So there are global travel insurance programs where if you know you're literally going to be in the or in your home country, you know, maybe 30 days or less, um, and it could be a little bit more, you can just get one global health insurance. You and I have US health insurance. Um, you have it through the company you work for, I assume. Yeah. 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 Um, And I have just kind of like individual um, health insurance as an entrepreneur. And then on top of that, anytime um, I travel, I won't speak for you, Jeff. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I'm curious, actually. But um, I get travel. It's called, you know, people get confused between travel insurance and like kind of travel health insurance. But there's packages that basically have them both combined. And it's not that expensive. So I would say for three months, it probably costs anywhere from like $150 to $250 for three, I would, I would say, um, if I'm thinking correctly, which is not a guarantee right now, but I would say it costs about that for three months, which is actually a really great cost. And not only does that cover health insurance stuff, which I'll talk about, but that covers also travel insurance, which is like, if, if flights get canceled for, you know, weird reasons, or you lose your luggage, or yeah, your computer gets stolen, things like that. Um, that insurance covers those things as well. You remember the name of it so people can look it up? Yes, absolutely. So we'll include some uh, notes, some notes in the show, some links in the show notes. This is just a good day. Um, but so I've used two different ones in my time traveling. Um, I use World Nomads to start. Um, I used that for the first several years I was traveling. I think there was a traveler who I used to follow who that's what he used. And I, I'm a trusted person of like, let someone else do the research who I trust. So I used that. It was great. It was easy. I'll talk about a claim I had to make through that um, with rabies and monkeys in Indonesia. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. And <laughs> it's one of my favorites. And um, most once COVID hit, I think at the beginning, there were so many people who were like, we're not sure if we're going to be covering COVID or not. Um, and when I first started traveling at the beginning of, um, or like when I first started traveling COVID times again, I actually switched over to Safety Wing because they were just one of the first ones to start like covering COVID costs and quarantines and flight changes and things like that. So I use Safety Wing and we will link to both of these in the show notes. Do you use travel insurance when you go to Jeff? I just use, I use a basic plan that's just like travel health insurance. So it's not the all encompassing one that you're talking about. Gotcha. Um, what, all- what do you use? It's Alliance, A L L I N Z, and one. it's yeah. going to cover. Yeah, I mean, it's check it out. It's one hundred thirty-five bucks a month, a year, not a month, a year. A year, whoa. Yeah, 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 it's not. I mean, but it's gonna just cover your basic. Something bad happens to your body, like you're, you're going right. to be covered with that, right? So you get a broken <laughs> right. leg or something like that, provided you're not doing something stupid like wheeling a dirt bike through the jungle, <laughs> which we very well might be. Which I might want to <laughs> upgrade my plan. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's really not outside the realm of reality for me that's right what do you mean not outside that's like the core of your reality <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair right, right you know well. me well <laughs> uh yeah it's, uh, i probably want to upgrade my plan but this one just covers something something happens to you that's um that's unexpected you're covered perfect yeah so that that actually is a third one that a lot of people use so we'll link to those three so alliance world nomad safety wing um, I'm someone who's like, just tell me which one to use. So maybe yeah. we'll do that sometime. But again, if, if you're the person who likes to, you know, cross your, cross your T's, dye your eyes, I don't know, do the research. I'm about to butcher that one too. But, um, yeah, check out those three. I would say those, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely find a good plan. Um, so that's the kind of gist of it to start. Um, I'll get into the details of how that works when we share some individual stories, but just know that like that exists out there. And if you're just traveling for, I can't remember, I want to say it's like up to two weeks at a time, your, at least in the U S our, our health insurance will cover anything that happens abroad. If you're only gone for, you know, like, like vacation, basically like a week or two, but if you're gone for an extended time, I, I actually, it probably differs plan by plan, but just know that if you're, you know, become a nomad, if you're traveling like Jeff and I, 
and you're gone for a month, two months, three months, four months, five, six months, you know, on end, then it is important to get a different kind of health insurance that will cover you internationally when you travel, which again is that safety wing, uh, World Nomads Alliance sort of thing. So that's the main thing of it. Let's just jump into some stories because I think it's going to give a lot of light about like the how do, how do you submit claims? Do you submit claims? What's the cost of it? Where do you find things? So I'm just going to start with you, Jeff, in your past summer when we were in Europe because you had a lot mm-hmm. of things going on. So like just where do you think we should start with your stories? Because you had a, a lot of random different things that you had to get help with. Let's go back even further. Let's go back. Oh, actually, about a no, no, even further than that. Let's go back a, oh. a year and a half ago. Uh, oh, started man. traveling. Yeah, well, I started traveling in um, in Mexico. And all right, so check this out. I'm in Mexico, <laughs> and I wake up one morning, and I've got oh, this gosh. little. Uh, nobody can see this because there's no video recording. But just imagine like a small patch of red. On my bicep. Okay, so it looks like a little strip. I don't think like, I know this story. Imagine you you don't you don't know this. Oh, story. so imagine like a, like a perfect rectangle, like a, a couple <laughs> centimeters by like five or six centimeters, like a perfect rectangular patch. Um, like I got a laser surgery on it, and I looked at that in the morning, <laughs> hung over, hung over, and I'm like, huh, it's weird. And then I just didn't <laughs> think about it again. And then um, the next day, that patch had like doubled in size. And then the day after that, it doubled it. No, it wasn't itching. It wasn't doing anything, but it looked very red and angry. And that started to scare me. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is very That's odd. so it's weird. Very weird. Yeah. And uh, the people I was traveling with are like, oh yeah, it's a tropical rash. I'm like, what do you mean a tropical <laughs> rash? I mean, there's, What's that? where's, where's the scientific name? Where's, <laughs> give me something more than that. Like, I can't just Google tropical rash. I'll go off on a, on a, <laughs> Uh, in a wormhole for the next and don't do that by the way don't start googling stuff talk to a doctor <laughs> if you start seeing something don't google stuff you're not going to diagnose it ro- right you're going to give yourself a heart attack you're going to get a mental condition before True. you get an, an answer don't google uh i googled <laughs> and then um <laughs> i went to i went to a local doctor in troncones mexico which is close to Cihuatanejo. And um, yeah, I was wondering where in Mexico you were. <laughs> and give people wait, Jeff. That was like the actual clinical diagnosis. It was. It, it ended up. Well, fast forward. It, it ended up being dermatitis. <clears throat> but I did go to a <laughs> a doctor. But it was just like a weird tropical rash. I went to a doctor because it was spreading, and then it started spreading on my forehead. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> what is going on? The people need pictures, Jeff. We need we need picture proof of this. <laughs> I'll see if I can dig them up. Yeah. I don't know who wants to see them, but I see if, see if I can me. dig them up. Ended up being a tropical. It started itching really bad. It really scared the hell out of me. Like, and that's the point of it. Like I got something in Mexico. Don't yeah. my Spanish is not good enough to explain like, you know, yeah. I can get by oh, Mexico. The language um, barriers. Yeah. The language barrier. How do you explain what's going on with you in a foreign language? Right. So yeah. Can you talk about how you did that? Yeah. yeah I go to, a, I go to a local doctor, which is like a little like window, windowless room behind a pharmacy. <laughs> you, all your worst fears coming true. And, uh, <laughs> and actually was able to use Google translate. Right. So yeah. use that, use Google translate. I mean, for someone who's never used Google Translate before, I've used it in medical situation. I'll share my story next. But can you talk about just how Google Translate works and like literally how you're going back and forth with the doctor there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I start in my the most Spanish I can I can use, and then I use Google Translate. So it's either an app or just go into your phone and type in into Google Translate from X language to Y language, and it'll do that. Yep. And it'll do it in written, and you can also hit the audio button, and it'll do it in audio. So yeah. when in a pinch, Magical. use that, use that because yeah. people, wherever you're at, they're going to be able to read the language. They're going to be re- able to read the translation and get the gist of what you're saying. So I did yeah. that and he said, tropical rash. <laughs> and he gave me, uh, <laughs> he gave me cortisone. Anytime you get cortisone, just guarantee it's not going to do anything. I swear to God, anytime <laughs> I put cortisone on anything, it didn't do anything. And oh it, it, it ended up growing, unfortunately, to like most of my bicep over the next few days. And then uh, I poured apple cider vinegar on it. 
and it like started going away immediately afterwards. There you go. That was yeah, it was pretty scary, but it it, it went away. And um, can you talk about Jeff the scene of what that part of Mexico looks and feels like? Right, because again, like it's I think it's still even if you're in a foreign city that speaks a different yeah. language, you're just not home and nowhere to go. Like that's scary enough. But when you're in places like you and I are traveling often and and rural mm-hmm. places or third world countries, I, I don't like that term, but. Um, talk about what that town was like and and just so people understand it's like you you can find help where you need. So I'm going to tell you a few stories today um, ranging from that's the most rural. That's beach town. Troncones is near yeah. to say about the nail on the beach, dirt roads like, yeah, everything that comes with that, everything you'd expect out of a doctor's office. We just Googled it and I went there to this pharmacy and got checked out. So, yeah, it was there. It's just not going to be like the high level quality that you're looking for. And then like flash forward to Columbia the next year, we're looking at like state of the art, like nicest facilities you're going to find better than the States, cheaper than the States. I don't know. Where where do you want to go next? Well, one quick question for you there, Mm. because I think, so in that situation where you have a rash or just need something minor, I've been in lots of beach towns where I've had to go to, they're, they're more like, feel like kind of clinics. It's not state of the art hospitals. Yeah. What would you say to someone who has a fear of like, okay, let's say I want to travel to places like that, but I have a fear of Mm -hmm. like something actually really bad happening where I might need that like state of the art, like good hospital, a good surgeon, how do you mitigate like the fear of that? What happens if something really legitimate where you need that happens when you're in those beach towns? I don't know if you have an answer, but just curious your take on that. I haven't, fortunately, I haven't had like a serious situation where I needed something in one of those beach towns. Yep. But um, I mean, I've known somebody that did and they just went to, they had to go to a bigger city, right? Fortun- fortunately, there's they're able to get to a bigger city um it's a little harder when you're fully remote I don't, have you run into that situation before something like or with a friend that had something serious that was fairly remote um i've never had anything like really like life-altering personally in that way yeah. but i do know with those situations like it is one of the risks that you i would say it's a risk you take of traveling like when you go mm-hmm. to really remote obscure places of course you hope nothing happens really serious but mostly you can always find like clinics or a starting place to get to and then i would say like if needed somebody will drive you to, like in costa rica i've been in, in places are known it's like there's a clinic like 20 minutes away from the beach town where we are and then mm-hmm. if they really they're gonna like you need to go to the city you know it might be hour hour and a half away and you know you hope that i mean in places like probably you could be airlifted places you could you know have an ambulance take you from that place to the place you need to go so i would say it's just like you know, mm-hmm. you can be a nervous Nelly and it is a risk and never travel to those places. You know, it's it's not common, but um, it, it's, it's just a risk, I would say. And I've never known anyone who's really needed it. The, the smaller yeah. clinics have always been fine. But I would say, you know, it Same. is the reality of it for people Same. who are Same. super concerned. Same as like when you're traveling at home and you go somewhere super rural. Just to, you're going to yeah. have to expect the same thing. The, the difference is just going to be that. You're going to be navigating the language. So, I mean, it's the same thing. You go, you go way out in the mountains. Okay. We, I, we both live in the States when we're not traveling. You're going to go way out in the mountains. You got to assume that you're not going to have a big hospital around you. Right. So you, yeah. anytime you go somewhere rural, you're inherently taking on that risk, knowing that you're yeah. not going to have state of the art anything where you're going. Yeah. not going to, you're, you know, you're not going to yeah. have the best, you're not going to have the best restaurants. You're not going to have the best police <laughs> departments. You're yeah. not going to have the best medical because it's rural. So just, yeah. you have to expect that. And just keep that in mind when you're traveling. Like, yeah. Yes, I want to go to a beach. Okay, you may, you're less likely to have a really nice medical system. So just, yeah. it, it's just risk tolerance, really. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good that. point. And um, one thing I'm thinking of as you say that, so when I was in, um, I was in Guatemala at the beginning of this year, feels like 10 years ago now, but that was still 2021 mm-hmm. when we were recording yeah. this. And um, a couple of, we, my friend had gone, um, he's from France, uh, so does not speak Spanish, does not speak the language. And a couple of my guy friends went on a hike and they're just like super, like, they like to like sprint down the hill and do all the things. It's <laughs> like, maybe not the smartest when you're hours like up a mountain, so mm-hmm. there was um, three guys and they were actually there with a guide, which was unusual because the, where the where they were going, they needed one. And he was sprinting down and fell and like literally like a rock went in through, like through, he had a hole like in his knee, like oh. gnarly. Oh. And so the guide who's like half his size, this little Guatemalan guy, 
And mm-hmm. one of our friends who was German and thankfully stronger literally had to carry him like what should have been like an hour down a mountain obviously took like triple that time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they, you know, you're far away. And his lesson, he was like, I'm going to stop doing stupid things when I'm in really remote places like that. Yeah. Because, you know, he was like, thank God that's all that happened because he was, you know, and then he went to the hospital in Guatemala. There was, you know, there's probably 20 of us there at that point. So like he had people to check on him. He had a nurse who would literally, again, through Google Translate that would come to his home each day he found to like help with, you know, dress the wounds and, uh-huh. you know, you, you figure it out. There's, there's things to do, but yeah, you can be smarter when you're, <laughs> when you're in these really remote places, but that can happen in the mountains and your you know, in your country versus wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you just gotta, you, you gotta be kind of smart. Like I was thinking about, about Bolivia, riding the ATVs that the, the way that we were around like eight hours away from civilization in Bolivia. Like, yeah, bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> we had control the whole time. We we're power sliding people. We're power oh, sliding God. around corners. We were we were in control the entire time. We were fine. Oh my gosh, we were in the back of an age. I was Jeff drove me on that ATV. Diego's there with us too because you're you're much better at uh, like I can drive it, but I feel like you're like comfortable on it. But we were on these like I mean it felt like a mile cliff drop, and Jeff is just like going hard on these turns. <laughs> and one of our friends a month later in that same place Clint, launched like, it off the cliff, fell yeah. off a mountain, and jumped off. So you know. He's yeah. okay. The bike literally rolled down a mountain. He was able to jump off on like a platform. So anyway, I guess our moral of the story is be wise when you're in really far remote places. Maybe be a little less riskier, I suppose. But I didn't know that's where this would would head into. Okay, so that's some good stuff just about insurance, about being in rural places. Take us through some more of your stories because I think that it's the best way to just kind of pull out some of these main themes. What's next in your travel medical journey, Jeff? A complete other end of the spectrum was Columbia. And this will get a, this one will get a little bit personal. And that's totally fine um, because people will <laughs> run into this. And it's and it's kind of probably relatable to some people. So um, the, the latest one was not the latest one, but earlier this year was in <laughs> Columbia. I was having some problems where all of a sudden, like I would lose 10 to 15 seconds. I just kind of would snap out of it. I went into this weird fugue state and didn't know where I was or what was happening. It was almost like this, this absence. Like I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? I didn't know where I was. And it was really, really scary. I was in Columbia at the time. I was like, well, you know, what, what do I do? And so what do you do in that situation? You Google, how do I get, you know, you Google medical or healthcare in Columbia, got a help from a friend. And turns out there was a, an app online where I could book an appointment with a neurologist the very next day. And okay, we booked that online. I'll have to dig that up again. I'll figure out what website that was. But it was really easy. It was just like book medical appointment Medellin, something like that. All right. And it's same. It was the same thing as like you ever use ZocDoc or you just hop online. And I just love put yourself ZocDoc, in yeah. It's great. Same thing. It was. It, I think it was uh, Doctorilia or something like that. I'll, I'll find okay. the link. Doesn't really matter. Same thing. Just booked on a calendar online and drove 15 minutes into Medellin. And I'm talking like state of the art, glass doors, everything clean, beautiful healthcare facility. Uh, walk right in, cost me the equivalent of, um, I don't know, maybe like 20 or 30 bucks American to see a neurologist. And she says, okay. She says, I think it's this. And um, I think you should go get. This was the big one. It's like, you need to go get a brain MRI. And anybody that's had an MRI before will know what this we're talking about. Anybody that hasn't, it's the one where they put you in the big tube with the big machine around you and like scans parts of your body. And the, the brain MRI one is like getting shoved into a coffin, right? So you've got like, you've got headphones on, you've got a thing above your head and you've got loud noises for like 45 minutes. And it can be like a very claustrophobic thing. So when you hear MRI, a lot of people are like, you know, that's pretty serious because you're looking at in the States, three, four grand, something like that. And then 45 yeah. minutes in a coffin and <laughs> and possibly like referral after referral after referral before you even get there, before you even get there. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a huge process. I got it booked the very next day after that. MRI, brain scan, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 350 bucks American, something like that. Yeah, and that it was, was out of pocket for you. You weren't even talking about insurance. Pocket. Nothing. No, yeah. I wasn't even messing with insurance. I'm just like, I just want to get this done. I just want to figure out what the hell's yeah. going on. All right. So yeah. I got, th- got that done. And they also re- recommended an EEG, which is like a uh, like electrode 
brain scan type of yeah. thing where they, it's where they plug all the things on your brain and look like you're <laughs> hooked into a robot. Um, and they came to my house to do that at home oh my in my bed for the equivalent <laughs> of, I think that one was 70 or 80 bucks or so. So all told, I think I was out the door for around 500 us for wow. all these things, everything done within three days. Wow. And to put that in perspective, had you been in the US, that would have taken minimum probably like month in a fast, in a fast pet, like probably three months by the time you get yep. the referral, get the MRI, go to the doctor. They're going to tell you to go to someone else to read it, to get something else, to make the appointments. Yep. And it would have, your insurance would have co- covered some of it, but it would you would have easily been a thousand plus dollars out of pocket, I would guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got a good healthcare plan and still like my deductible is 1500. So I would have paid all of that. I would have eaten all of that 1500 bucks for sure. And referrals because you know how complicated the U S healthcare system is as good as it can. It can be, it's, it's not easy to navigate at all. You have no idea who to go to. They're sending you to this person, that person, take an appointment here, take an appointment there. This was just in and out. And I got the results back. Fortunately, yeah. Skip forward to the end. (laughs) Um, it was okay. It was more of a stress related thing and it's causing this weird symptom that, um, doesn't usually happen, but it looked like some sort of seizure type of thing. So I was okay, but I was able to get all those tests to find out that I was okay. So yeah, that, that's a scare. That was like a top scary situation to know that you could get into and you have to get a a brain MRI and it was totally doable and it was cheaper and it was faster. Can you talk about Jeff? Cause I remember talking to you, um, during those days, like before you got, like this started happening, I think we were going to have a call me and Diego and you were like, Mm -hmm. I'm maybe having seizures. I need to get a brain scan. We're like, what? Um, so I remember talking to you. So can you just talk about like, so before you get the answers and it does turn out well, and you did find amazing care for cheaper, for faster, for all of that. But just can you talk about how it felt mm. to be in that situation in a foreign country where you don't have friends who have a doctor to send you to, you're not around your family. Like, just talk about emotionally and mentally how that felt before you had the answers and knew where to go. Oh, I mean, it's scary, right? Yeah. It, I think anybody not in that situation could project they could put themselves in in that situation and realize like that's scary i don't know what the medical system looks like um i don't yeah. know the language all of this all these unknowns or yeah it was really really scary and it didn't yeah. stop being scary <clears throat> until you know my friend sam just found this website and it's like hey i just booked you with a neurologist tomorrow <laughs> and it's going to hey, be sam. 30 bucks 50 bucks something like that <laughs> and i'm and yeah. i looked at the building i'm all oh my god this is so easy. And the second I got in with them, I was like, wow, this is not only did this just go from really, really scary to, okay, but it went to, this is better than the States. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, yeah. And, and that continued on. I had more, this has been the year of health problems for me. It's incredible. <laughs> incredible. 36. It just started health problems, just started raining shit up. And I'm sure I brought it on myself. I don't want to take you down that road. <laughs> We won't want, go there. I don't want, I don't <laughs> no, want to not hear today. It. Not today. Definitely Marissa believes everything. Marissa believes, believes everything is spiritual, and I, I believe her to some extent. But we're not going there today. We're gonna, we're <laughs> not be today. Prac- Another we're conversation. Prac- we're going. We're going scientific and not witchy today. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a fan of both. But, I've been to the. I go to the doctors too, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was yeah. That was Columbia, and that was a, a fairly scary one, and it ended up being. A half of week, half of a week, some very, yeah. very serious and expense, potentially expensive tests done and ruled out everything that could have taken a month or two months in the states and been a lot more expensive. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. and also, it's also worth noting people always think when you're living in a developed country that you're going to have a better healthcare system because it's known, it's familiar. That's not yeah. necessarily the case. A lot of people do medical tourism like we talked about and a lot of people will do it in developing you countries mean travel tourism travel tourism yeah <laughs> travel vacation tourism <laughs> sightseeing medical tourism i do think yeah i do think that there's some countries like if you have um like a long-term problem or like a really specific niche thing like sometimes mm-hmm. as um you know other like the u.s is great for that or some country not always. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. even a fan of our medical system. I'll put that out there. But you know, there are some countries that you might go specifically for like 
a thing, but yeah, there's, there is so much better care in some countries. And Mm -hmm. um, just one quick note to that, Jeff, you were saying you paid everything out of pocket with your medical insurance. um, It sounds like you just didn't feel like it, but for those who were listening, you can submit those claims to your, so you probably could have gotten that entire thing reimbursed or depending what your, um, yeah, like what, what the policy is like, but I know, um, I'll give my example and then we'll keep going through your, your summer and your, your year <laughs> of medical issues. But when I was in Bali, this was back in 2018, I was in Ubud and I was, so I'm obsessed with monkeys. Like I love them so much. And there's this famous place there. There's this like monkey sanctuary in Ubud. It's like the spiritual place. And a bunch of my friends had got, I I can't remember why. I think I was working or they had all gone like into the sanctuary and I didn't even go with them because I was busy doing something else. And Mm -hmm. I was just walking from a yoga class back to my hotel, like on the road, that that was like the outskirts of this monkey sanctuary. Is this? Let me let me pause you real quick. Is this a place that is known for monkeys stealing your stuff? Yes, yes. Really, everywhere in Asia, they they take your stuff, but especially there. Like the, especially if you there. have shiny yeah, things, yeah. if you have any food or water, like you're Cameras. not supposed to bring it on you because they will go in and pull it and take it. But I had a water bottle. I was coming back from yoga class. Adorable and creatures. I can totally see the appeal. I love them. They're so cute. Um, I have this, like, I think there's a picture of this. Someone took a picture of this happening to me. But there's this monkey that just jumped onto my purse and took my water bottle. And I should have just, like, but I was like, oh, my gosh, this monkey's so cute. He's, like, literally, like, on me. And then he jumps on my back. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cute. And then he just takes a little bite out <laughs> like, of my back. <laughs> and it didn't. So, um before I snack. started traveling, a little med and snack. I, I love this little monkey. It didn't draw any blood, but I had, so before I started traveling like full, full time, the way that I do now, I'd gone to get all of my, you know, updated vaccines and stuff like that. And I just had this, this woman, um, she was like scared of everything. She's like, here's, you know, when you go to the doctors, they're like, here's every terrible disease and possible thing that can happen to you. You're like, oh my gosh, I should never go anywhere. I'm going to die. But don't listen. It's not the case. This is not medical advice on this podcast, by the way. Um, mm. <laughs> just putting that out there. Anyway, oh, yeah. I we need her... to put that disclaimer out there. <laughs> disclaimer. We are not doctors. These are just our personal stories. Uh, we are not medical advisors or legal advisors in any way. Beginning or the end or something. Just staple that on afterwards. Yes. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. (laughs) We can barely introduce our own podcast, but um, (laughs) I do remember this woman in the like in the um, facility there where they give all the vaccines. Her saying, "If you get bit by you know a cat, an animal, because I'm known to like go chasing stray cats and like I love all the animals." So she's like, "If you get bit by anything, the way rabies work." Um, it's like, if you, you, if you get bit by something that has rabies, there's really no way to know you can get a series of shots. If you get it within like 24 hours, um, you have to get that first one. And then it's like, it takes like a month of like a week later, two weeks later, you kind of have to do a series of shots. Um, but if you don't do it and then you find out you have rabies, you know, weeks later, it's like you die. There's nothing you can, you can do about it. Um, so I'm like in this, you know, monkey sanctuary with my friends, get bit by a monkey. I think it's probably not a problem because it, you know, it doesn't break. It was just like a little, a little like love bite. Um, but, you know, in the back of my head, I hear this woman and I'm like, okay, I could not do anything and potentially die. Or I was like, or I, mm-hmm. you know, I, pro- I probably don't need it, but I should do this. So I'm like, kind of start freaking out a little bit of like, I'm not, we're not back home. We're living in Changu by the beach, which is like an hour and a half. So that night I get home and I talked to a friend. I was like, will you just come with me? I feel like I should probably do this. And she was nice. And it turns out, so I, you know, I didn't even know where the nearest facility was. I'd passed this place, like literally within like a, a less than a two minute walk from my house. There's like in, in Bali and Chengdu, there's this little, um, same kind of thing you explained in Mexico. It's like this little, like four, like tiny little, it looks like the size of a garage, like white doors painted white. And I'm like, I've never even noticed this. It is so like, I walk by it every single day. It is so close to my house. And I just go in like in the U S if I had to do that, it's like, you have to park and wait and forever. And they're just like, yep. Yeah, oh, you, you're, you got bit by the monkey. Yep. Come on. Like, it's like a thing. And they give me the shot. It's, I think it cost probably like, an, it, it, I think in total, it was less than $400 for all the series of uh-huh. shots. 
But in the US, it's it's like $400 plus per shot, maybe like $800 mm-hmm. per shot. So yeah. it's so much cheaper, so easy, so fast. And I was there for a week. So I just, you know, went back on the dates and did it. And then I did um, submit that to my insurance claim. So you have to, for the way mine worked, you have to show that you submit it to your general health insurance and uh-huh. that they declined it because, you know, I'm traveling for X amount of time on end. And then I just submitted, I think I was doing World Nomads at the time. You just have to like submit your receipts and that you paid and, you know, uh-huh. all of the stuff. And then they just send you a reimbursement check. So it was super easy. A little yeah. time consuming, but possible. So you can get reimbursed for stuff like that. That's a good one. To, <laughs> rabies is bad. It is actually, I <laughs> got my job that I'm in now nine years ago by explaining how rabies works. What? <laughs> I there, thought you were going to say I got rabies no, years ago. I was like, no, I know more. everything about rabies, oddly enough. I forgot you were like rabies expert. <laughs> I'm a rabies expert. It's, it's, an odd, it's an odd fact. We don't need to go down that road, but I am a rabies expert. If anybody wants to know anything about rabies, I know all about it. All right, I'm Fast calling you next time. I forgot. I, don't, I didn't know you then, to be fair. Next time yeah. I'm calling you. Should I have gotten it? Okay. So right. anyway, that is just another example of one be mindful of rabies when you travel if you're if you love stray stray animals or any animals like me too Mm -hmm. you can get things reimbursed and now let's move onward to your year of health insurance and health issues what was next for you jeff after your brain dental traumas dental all right (laughs) right right so uh, that's kind of a fear right you land somewhere to get a toothache Oh God! That is not my fear. That's <laughs> not a fear. I think it, no, think no. Would that, wouldn't that wouldn't that scare you? You like you just no. You, it, you, it doesn't feel life threatening. It's like that would be a pain, but it's it's not my fear. Maybe it's other people's. Clearly, it's yours. Well, let's make it scary. I want to make it scary for you. Oh, okay, we have different fears though. So you, you get it. All right. So if you get like if you land somewhere and you get a toothache, it could turn into like a tooth abscess, which is pretty serious. Because you can get extreme, it progresses really, really fast. Because <laughs> you could get extreme pain. It's basically what happens is you get like an infection in the pulp of your tooth, which means like if it gets to that point, if you've ever seen Castaway, like it prog- <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> the guy not. gets an infection. In <laughs> Maybe his that's tooth. why it's not it's, my fear. Turn off the podcast and go watch Castaway. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Today, if you get a, a tooth infection, it progresses very, very rapidly, and it can be extreme pain in the middle of the night and like all of your resting hours or all of your waking hours, you're going to be in extreme pain. And it means you either have to get an immediate root canal or you have to get the the tooth extracted. It can be a serious problem. So I start getting a tooth problem when I bite down and I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Wait, set the scene. Where were you? You haven't told us where you, this is Romania. Bucharest, Romania. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) Nobody wants a toothache and nobody wants a toothache when you just land in Bucharest, Romania. So <laughs> I'm sitting there just like an idiot going, God, I hope this toothache goes away. Like the check engine light. I'm like, oh, it's just, it'll go away, right? It's not going to go away. Toothaches don't go away. So I, I do some Googling around and this is likely what any would, anyone would do. I start Googling dentists uh, in Bucharest, Romania. And I find one that has really, really, really good reviews. And I go there to get it looked at and they do some scans and all this stuff. And it ended up being like $30 out of pocket, no insurance. Wow. And they said, okay, um, keep an eye on it for the next week. Nothing urgent is going to happen. We don't think. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't get better, you're looking at a root canal. It's like, all right, I got some answers. That's better. That's <laughs> like, You want answers at least because you're freaking out. You just yeah. want somebody to tell you what the hell is going on. Um, and I say, okay, I give it a week. I go back in, it's still hurting. They're like, okay, root canal. So what they're going to do is a root canal, which basically means they drill into your tooth and they remove (laughs) all the insides of it. Like you've got pulp in the inside of your tooth. It's infected. So you got to get rid of that stuff, get rid of it. And they put like this concrete, they put this like rubber concrete in there kind of stuff and they kill the tooth. So like all the infection is removed. And then after they do that, they put a crown on top, which is like a false covering on top of your tooth. Usually you have to do this in like subsequent visits in the States and like a root canal. Hold on, let me Google it. It's like 2000 to 3000 bucks or something. Um, While you're Googling the cost of that, I want to set the scene for Bucharest because we've, we've been meaning to record a podcast episode on it and have not. But if you can imagine having medical stuff here, I arrived in that town and it's still town city. It, it still has, it feels like communist town. Like a lot of the buildings there are just kind of like cement 
I have to say, it looks like things are like dilapidated, falling apart. Don't you so disparage it, Bucharest? How dare you? We ended up. Oh, I can't say I love Bucharest. You and Diego, we <laughs> were all there like right around the same time, and it ended up having. There are amazing facilities and things, kind of just like I wasn't aware, but just from first thought, arriving there and knowing I needed something like that, I would be like, oh my gosh, like what kind of care am I going to find? So I wanted to set that scene because fair you did you did get some some really great care there, and Diego actually said. He purposely like goes there for that kind of work sometimes. So yep. anyway, continue onward. Did you find the cost? <laughs> Turns out it turned out it is a place that um you can like has quite a bit of medical tourism because they have <laughs> very, very term. good training. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Tourism, tourism. travel travel tourism, travel tourism. sightseeing. Medi- right. <laughs> travel good tourism med- sightseeing. medical tourism good. in Romania. Good. Yeah. good stuff there. Yeah. They they have really, really good training with their doctors and dentists there. Um, and it's very, very cheap. So in the States, like a root canal and crown can cost you around like thirty five hundred bucks out of pocket there and multiple multiple visits. Temporary crown, all that kind of crap. I got everything done in an hour and a half, including like they did a, they built a, a crown with one of those, one of those little milling machines. You know what I mean? It's like, um, no, one of those cool. electric I'm machines. I'm thinking of like a 3D printer. 3D printer. It was a 3D printer. It was a 3D okay. printer. 3D printed a new molar, gave me the root canal, popped it on there. Oh 600, 600, 600 euros out the door. Done. Wow. No so and it's like you probably didn't submit that to insurance, to but you could have. <laughs> eighth the price. Uh, I don't think dental. Not for mine. I don't think that would have killed mm-hmm. that one. Um, so check that one off the list. Dental <laughs> can 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 be done, especially in third world countries or developing countries rather. The last one was the hernia. That's what I'm recovering from today. <laughs> That's why I'm fairly immobile. Oh, also in Romania, um, yeah. recovering Romania from this... Romania was harsh for you in terms of your health. Like, yeah. You were like rock bottom health there. <laughs> it was. It was. And yeah, fortunately, turned the, the, the chapter on that one. Uh, I hope people are still listening to this. If not, I don't blame you. It's like, oh, my <laughs> chef's health problems. But I mean, anybody that's listening to this that is worried about it, you're getting it all. So there you go. Whoever's, you get all of it. Whoever's that. hanging in there is not the most <laughs> interesting one, but you're going to get it all. Um, so also in Romania, I get out of the shower and look down and I see I've got, um, just like a lump in my abdomen and I'm like, huh, it's weird. Shouldn't have a lump on one side and not the other. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> so again, I Google, I'm in Brashov, Romania, where you've been also. I Google, yeah. um, and that really feels like the middle of, it doesn't feel communist in the same way, but it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere kind of, it's like a little town that feels, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it, it's a town, but it's rural, like of where it is. For say. sure. It's a mountain town for sure. Like, and yeah. so I'm like, oh great, here we go. And I Google <laughs> hospitals, private hospitals in, um, in Brashop and there are quite a few of them. One of them had like amazing reviews and i message them i say yeah come in tomorrow morning and i go in the next morning and they look at it and they go that's a hernia inguinal hernia <laughs> were you freaking is- out by the way before then were you like what is this bulge in my stomach or were you kind of like okay i'm okay i'm gonna find a place kind of thought i thought i knew what it was uh yeah. had a hernia it's it's common very common with men a little bit more and un- a lot more uncommon with women um, yeah, I was it's like, also what hurting. do you have? What does it's this also, mean? Are you dying, Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> it's basically you, you tear like a stomach muscle, right? And you have to get that fixed eventually. Um, and so they look at it and they poke it a couple times, literally poked it, and they said, that's a hernia. <laughs> like, and they, and, but they said, we're going to get uh, an MRI again, thank God, <laughs> another MRI. <laughs> To confirm it. Not like, just a poke I'm a, test. But MRI pro. I got it now. Oh so they shoved sho- me in the coffin again. But I'm a pro this time. And it was only 30 minutes. It was only over the abdomen. And this one was 220 bucks US for another MRI. Again, pretty cheap. Uh, and confirmed it. Hernia. And I called home because I was trying to figure out, should I go home and get this thing done? Um, yeah. Or should I do it here? And I said, all right, you know, I kind of want to go home to get it done. I've got a you know, comfortable place to rest. I could have done it there. Probably would have been fine. Um, but I decided to go to home. To get that full done. surgery, you mean? Full surgery. I mean, like, yeah, it's general anesthesia, knocked out, full-blown abdomen surgery. Um, elected to do that at home because I do have full insurance that's going to cover that kind of thing. And that's a pretty expensive 
surgery. So I just chose to do that. Could have easily mm-hmm. done it in Mexico too. A lot of travel and sh- yep. a lot of a lot of travel tourism. <laughs> Look what you did to me. Look I what know. you did to me. You broke my my brain was working fine today. Thank you. Mine was not. <laughs> Caught it. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Instead of doing Mexico, I elected to do it here because I called home and they were able to like turn it around from first visit to surgery within three to four weeks, which I did, okay. which was solid for the States. Like, and you knew really you had really wanted good. to go home. You didn't like change your travel plans. Nah. Like, you wanted to go home and be with your dog. You were like ready to kind of go home at that time. And I remember saying, I asked you like, is this something you need to do right away? Like, and I remember you saying like, it's, it, it's not immediately harmful if I'm not working out or doing things like I... I'm yeah. fine to wait if I choose to. So that was, I remember your kind of thought process there too. I could have, but it was something that needs to get done. It has to get, it will never get better. So this has to get done sooner rather than later. It's like, all right, I might as well right. just go home. Cause I was going to go right. home anyways. And I'm like, okay, well this is my calling to go home. I need to get all these things. <laughs> my calling. Yeah, yeah. It's my calling to go home to get these things taken care of. So yeah, went home, got it done. And um, yeah, here we are. And hopefully knocking on wood, nobody can see that, but that should be the end of my <laughs> Health Ooh, issues. We're done. Time done with day. the health issues. Done with 2022 health issues. is going to be a new yeah. year, but so many good examples. I think you're the perfect example of just all different. We had the kind of like um, mental brain stuff, your tooth stuff, which again is like, I've just never, that has never been my fear. Maybe it should be. I don't know. And then um, like a hernia, like a literal surgery you need, things going on. Um, so I'll share two quick other stories of of mine. They're they're not quite as long, but just to get another feel of of, of logistics and things. Um, when I, Jeff, you'll laugh. Um, when I was in Argentina, so if you remember, I had gone home. This is right after you and I and Diego were in Bolivia. I walked off a wall completely sober. I was in the dark. It's a long story for another time. You guys are not ready for it yet. But I, I walked off a wall and I thought it was like on flat ground and my foot like landed straight and have, it was severe pain. Like thought for sure I broke something. Went to the, I was back in Atlanta, went to the hospital and, and the doctor was like, just walk on it. Like the faster you do it, the better it will heal. And I was like, well, she was like, it's a whole new thing. And I was like, okay, like, okay, like maybe that's what's needed. But nothing was broken. And so weeks later I went to Argentina and I'm like, with, um, I don't think I knew anybody. I was there on a Wi-Fi tribe chapter, but nobody I knew beforehand. I don't think it was like all new people for me. And, um, I'm like trying to hang out with the group, like walk around as much as I can on this foot that is so painful. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. To the point where I was like, guys, I ended up in Uruguay for a weekend on a trip. And I was like, I, I can't walk. I can't, I, I don't know what to do. So we get back. I'm like, like you just Google around, find a clinic, like this hospital. I go, and it's also this beautiful hospital, beautiful glass sliding doors. Um, I speak a tiny bit of Spanish, but like to negotiate with like taxi drivers, like I don't know medical, you know, language stuff. So it definitely was like an interesting thing to figure out. And people are so helpful. So again, Google Translate is your friend. When I was actually in with a doctor, I was like showing him and trying to explain what had happened. And so like you, I use Google Translate and I, you know, just start talking into the phone and translate into Spanish. He listens, he talks back, you know, and he's like, use it. he's like, I'm certain it's broken the way your foot is bruised and this, like we need to do this sort of thing. Um, so again, like I had this like 360 bone scan thing and he was like, I'm shocked, but there is nothing broken, but like, you need to get fitted for a boot to wear. These people are going to bring it to you. So all in, I think for the visit and the, the scan, you know, something, it literally would have cost like $1,300 in the U S cost $160 all in. Plus I think $30 for this boot that somebody brought me and then I could wear that, you know, for the rest of the time. So, um, again, Google translate is your friend. It is a little bit more complicated, but I got better care than I did here for sure. All got figured out. And then the last one I'll share was like a weird one. I was actually in Honduras. This was like five or six years ago for my friend, my best friend's wedding. Um, She's from Honduras. And we were on this tiny little island called Roatan, which is like, we're talking beach, tropical. You are a flight. You are far from any sort of, um, you know, city medical care. And we're there like the first night I'm there. It's like all my college friends. I get this pain in my ankle and it just, it feels like someone has taken a baseball bat and like hit me on the, like on that bone of my ankle. 
but like, I, I was like, I, I had been drinking that night to be fair, but I was like, I didn't like, I don't think I ran into anything, nothing. Like I didn't fall. I didn't twist it. I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. So I like kind of just sit for the night. We're like out at this like bar crawl and on the way home, it just gets like worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where my friend, like, like when I say touched my skin, like the lightest possible, Ooh. I was like screaming in pain. She was like, I don't know what's wrong, but she went to her uncle and he's like, the, you know how there's like, there's the people who just like travel with all the medical stuff. And he was like, he had this, this like tube of goo that looked like, like almost like, do you remember Gogurt? Like this tube yeah. of, like, it looked like that. And he was like, just take this. It's an anti, I like, I promise you it's going to help you. And I was like, I can't read this. I don't know what's in it. Uh-huh. But like, all right, sir, I'll drink this goo. Um, And so I did that. I don't know if that's what helped it, but it was like, late at night at this point it's probably like two in the morning i'm like screaming in pain my friends are like trying to help me anyway i take this go to sleep and i wake up the next morning and it's almost fine but i was really i was like something is wrong i need to find a doctor so my friend's parents took me to this little clinic and when we're talking like i don't i I remember it like being very little light like for like cement walls like we, she called ahead and they um, they were like, we need to call the guy who does the x-rays. Like he might be on another island. It might take a few hours. Like oh, we have to get him to come here. Like one of those situations. So we go and we wait and this guy comes. Luckily I have my friend's mom's like, this is like the day before of her wedding, by the way. And they're like, we're so happy to be here with you. So our mind is off of it. They were so sweet. Huh. Um, so they're translating. But anyway, the they come, they do an x-ray. He thinks it might have been like, we'll never know what happened. Maybe like something bit me and like it was some weird reaction. I'll never know. But they gave Crazy. me an IV and yeah, I'll never know. Um, some medicine. Huh. And he was like, just don't walk on it for 24 hours. So I'm like in a wheelchair. Oh. My friend's brother's like wheeling me around. Oh my um, God. But the crazy thing with this is that I walk out and I was like, okay, like should I need to pay? And they're like, no, no, everything's free. Ooh. So I'm on this tiny island in Honduras wow. where, again, in the US would have cost so much money to get huh. like these medicine, the scans, this, you know, IV. And Jesus. it's just completely 100% covered, wheels me out the door, Amazing. we're like out, and, yeah. and that's that. So again, wow. it's like, you just never know what you'll get where you are, and it's yeah. certainly a risk wherever you are, but um, as you hear from Jeff and I, we have had the things and have found our ways to manage. God, you should have told that story earlier in the podcast. That's crazy. It was a weird a one. one. I still like. I just don't. Yeah. Know. It was. It was the weirdest thing. And I think her uncle maybe just had this like magic thing that make it it went away. But he was he was saying like there was kind of some discoloration mm. on it, and he was like it could have been like a, a mosquito bit. that was carrying. Yeah. Like I'll just never know. It was so tropical weird. rash. Such, <laughs> tropical rash. The equivalent of a tropical hurt. rash. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, remember thinking at the time like. I was in tears. I, again, I had been drinking this night, to be fair. I was with all my, my college friends. I was much, you probably I was, had. You I am probably not. Had like that is pot. not true. I am not a lightweight. You just don't, you but just don't I, drink often. You just don't drink often. I don't drink that often anymore. But yeah. it was it was many years ago. It was still in my drinking time. And mm-hmm. um, I just remember sobbing that night because I, I couldn't walk. It hurt so bad. And I was Oof. supposed to like... I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk my friend down the aisle and I'm not going to be able to dance at her wedding. Like I was so upset. And then (laughs) it all turned out fine. It always does. It doesn't always, but it has so far. So anyway, those are the big takeaways. What would you like to share, Jeff? Like, so for someone listening who's now lived through our sagas and somehow is still listening, um, what would you share for someone who's now like heard this, maybe has been thinking about travel, but has the medical fears? We went through 55 minutes of talking about medical. Is that a good idea? Is that a good idea or a bad idea? We've either scared you away completely from ever traveling again, or you're like, all right, if these dummies can do it, like I can too. (laughs) I'm hoping the latter. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Takeaways. I mean, we've seen most scenarios, like either through us or our friends. And um, like you said, you're you're not going to know what you're going to get, but it's been fine. It worked out. It worked out in every scenario and actually more scenarios than not, surprisingly better than I'm used to at home and easier and cheaper. So like, yeah, yeah, the takeaways there, don't fret over it. Don't let it hold you back from traveling. Certainly. Um, Just know where you're going. I guess the starters know where you're going. If you're going somewhere rural, expect that and expect that kind of 
that kind of situation, um, use Google Translate and use Google Maps to Google locations <laughs> to go to. Um, yeah. And let me see if I can find that link. Um, we'll send it out, obviously. While you're looking for that too, um, it's always helpful to ask, like, if you have the time or space, like there are going to be local people there who you can ask for recommendations to if you yeah. need. Like, I think in Argentina... Yeah. Um, I think I just walked into a pharmacy and she gave me a doctor recommendation or um, like there's been times in Costa Rica where I've needed medicine and I talked to like uh, a person at a restaurant, a concierge person. They're like, there's there's the pharmacy that just delivers. Uh-huh. Like, tell me what you need and I'll I'll just send it to them and they'll be here in a couple hours. And it's like yeah. fabulous, you know? So Yeah, it's um, doable. Ask, ask around. It's doable. Use your, use your Google Translate. Use Google Maps. Use doc, Dr. Alia, D-O-C-T-O-R-A-L-I-A for Latin America. Okay. And um, you'll, be, you'll be okay. You will be okay. You'll be shocked. And that's a fear that you should just strike off yeah. the list, really. One other, um, actually something, Jeff, we didn't cover that I want to talk about is things that you can bring with you ahead of time, though, because I was just thinking um, when you said it, it can be better in some time. So as women, for example, there's times I've gotten like UTIs or yeast infections, like all the things you want to we want to talk about. Um, and um, all right, Jeff just distracted me. Well, we are wrapping up here soon. But um Anyway, you can get, there's places in Mexico where you can just get medicine really easily. So there's things that you need a prescription for in the U.S. that are difficult. And um, again, I was in Mexico and needed some of these things. And I literally, there was just a pharmacy next door where it's like everything is over the, the counter that you can get. So just something to keep in mind there. Some things are more accessible. I know Diego talks about, so his girlfriend is Romanian. So he gets a lot, like a lot of the prescriptions or things that might be more expensive, even in your, um, your home country, state or town might be cheaper elsewhere. So again, Romania, Mexico, I'm sure there's a ton of other countries that way. But then also think about the things that you can bring with you um, as well. So when I travel, I always travel. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't even think of the names of things now, but like with certain antibiotics, um, my doctor will prescribe ahead of time something for like yeast infections, for UTIs, um, that is female specific. Um, but there are just certain antibiotics that like there's, you know, two or three different kind of antibiotics that just work across um, like commonly for a lot of different things. So it might not cover everything, but if you're in a bind, it's been really helpful sometimes where I've been able to be, you know, someone diagnoses it and I know what I need to take and I already have it. So I definitely come prepared with antibiotics and different pills and like cortisone cream and and things like that. Um, There was one, oh, and then there's things that people will prescribe for you if if you have um, like if you're throwing up constantly or have nausea or like get food poisoning on end, I forget what the pill is called. It's like a little pink pill I have that I've been, I've never needed, but I've given it to several of my friends who have needed um, that in time. So some of those things that you can just prepare ahead of time where you're like, what could possibly happen? Not the crazy medical stuff, but just like some of those pills or creams or things, or if you know you're prone to something, um, bring it along with you. Again, you probably can get it somewhere else, but it's just nice to have that like right away. Yeah. Um, so Dude, good, yeah. good point. We're never, we're never going to finish this podcast. There's just so much. <laughs> it's crazy. So much. Um, yeah. Travel that stuff. Um, get your vaccines before you go, wherever you're going. Yes. Like, yes. always check. There's, is the CDC website? There's, there's websites yeah. out there. Just Google vaccines for, and then fill in the country you're going to. And yeah. uh, find out what you need to get shots for. Especially if you're going somewhere, if you're going like Africa, Southeast Asia, you're going to need yeah. a lot and make sure you get them. Like you do not want to get yellow fever where you're going. Yeah. Well, some of those places you have to have your, like you have to have a card for yellow fever the same way you'd have to have a passport. Like they won't let you in some of those countries without it. So yeah, don't yeah. be, if you're traveling somewhere, plan ahead of time, get the vaccines. Some places actually, and if you're already traveling or on the road, um, I do know some people say they'll, they purposely will get their vaccines in those places or other countries because it's sometimes yeah. less expensive or easier, but just, yeah, do the research. Like there's some places I traveled in Southeast Asia and Africa where, um, you know, you're supposed to take malaria pills and uh-huh. really, you know, it's up to you to do the, the pros and cons of like, is that something you want to do to your body versus the risk of getting it? Um, but I have taken malaria pills when I'm deep in the jungle and places in, in Africa and Asia. Um, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. But overall, the message is 
I mean, if you heard everything that's happening to Jeff, he's still <laughs> he's still not afraid to travel. He's still back home recovering yeah. from his surgery now, but ready to hit the road again early next year. So if it's not stopping him, don't, <laughs> don't let it stop you either. I've Twitter, gone through, lap, I've, yeah, I've gone through the gamut. You'll, you'll, you'll make it out just fine. Yes. 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 A lot easier and than I will have. Perfect. Well, thanks guys for listening to our, our saga of medical stories. We hope that it was, I, I think it's hopefully relatable. That's way more than you're going to get Googling a blog post about oh, yeah. like what to do in a bind, <laughs> even though you're the SEO J the SEO guy, but, um, <laughs> the SEO Jeff, is that what you're <laughs> I can't speak today that you're the SEO Jeff. Jeff is the SEO. I don't know if you guys know that about Jeff. I just, we haven't talked about it, but Jeff is a, like a marketing expert in the world of SEO and, and search, search engine optimization for those of you who don't know what that means. So he's, he's all about the, the questions and the blog posts and the, the things you'll find, but I don't think it can beat these stories. So we hope that it was super helpful for you guys. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Hopefully, hopefully some of you got something out of that one. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we'll see you on the road soon. Check out our resources. We'll link some, some um, info for jobs and other medical stuff. If you're interested in traveling the world and getting sick abroad, like me and Jeff. And um, no, these are rare instances. This is like across years of traveling. And um, mm. yeah, if, if you have the desire to travel, don't let that be the thing that holds you back. So with that, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,